Coming to you direct from Bris Vegas, Australia, we are four music fans who have agreed to disagree on just about everything in popular music. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords, your humble host, and a real-life meatloaf fan. I'm joined by my three bats out of hell, Lord Brett, your own Kenny G, and your long-haired lover from Coochie Mudlow, Lord Al the Enigma, he loves the obscure but won't deny the heavy metal youth in his closet, and Lord Kev, still keeping up that fake Irish accent, if only to deride anything that ever sold more than five copies. Lords of Loud. And welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this episode, episode 84 of the Lords of Loud. And on tonight's episode, we're revisiting uh, the best bass lines in history. With uh, that's right, baseline ever part two, yeah, make on it anyway. There was just too many best baselines for one best baseline. This is the second best baseline, doesn't make them the second best, it's just the second, comma, best baseline. <laughs> that's right. Next, yeah. hang on, no, no, is it yeah. the B list baseline? B list baselines, oh no, no, exactly okay. not. Exactly not. We're not going to offend anybody. <laughs> there, were just, there were just two. Too many baselines in disco to narrow it down last time. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so that'll be a bit of fun. But before that, of course, we have to do Album of the Week. And uh, Lord Al, uh, your time has come. It's uh, Album of the Week from Lord Al. Sure. So to keep it current, I've gone for something from 1977. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hang on. No, no, stop, stop. Every time I do that, everyone goes, "Oh, come on, come on." I oh, know we, we all have a bit of a giggle when Alan goes back to 1977. Yeah, I think the key word is every time, Brett. Every time. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it's always the same Rolling Stones album. Come on, Alan has eighty stuff at some point, so. That's right. No, well, they're, they're, for me, for me, this one is a bit like when I did uh, David Bowie um, and uh, Ziggy Stardust. Like, because for me, it was I'd never really listened to the album much, so engaging with it for the first time it was a uh, it was miraculous. So this is in that same type of vein. You, you'll probably all roll your eyes about it, but for me, it's uh, the band is Television. And the album is their debut album, uh, Marky Moon and the Funky Bunch. For, for, for the people on the podcast, I am rolling my eyes. Uh, <laughs> it's a visual medium, as That's we know, but uh, the eyes are rolled. Yeah, here's a, a note for our editor. Can you just insert the sound of my eyes rolling as well, please? <laughs> yes, like a slight bowling ball is what I'm. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of sound effect is what I'm imagining. <laughs> so, so for me, like I had heard. Um, the uh, uh, the title track off the album, uh, even I think it was just a, a few a few episodes ago, where Lord Kev brought it up as one of the greater uh, greatest guitar riffs of all time. Yeah, just like that, just like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I listened to the album a bit more. Um, turns out I had heard songs off it before. I just hadn't realised. Uh, but for those who don't know, and imagine that there are other people in the world apart from me, um, yes, their debut album that become quite quite a thing in the New York music scene. Uh, but this debut album that they released, even though it has 
oh, even at the time was seen as groundbreaking, um, has also since been um, officially declared groundbreaking with the uh, the fullness of time. Uh, but they weren't as much of a success in the US as they were in the UK. Um, I don't know much more I can say about the album. It's in, in some ways it sounds to me a bit like Talking Heads early stuff as well. I you know correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I have a feeling that was you're you know more or less the same. Yeah, same playing the same gigs, better than Yeah, and a bit. Uh, I guess you chuck it in the new wave bucket. Oh, I don't sure. know. Slop sure, it in let's there. do it. If it yeah. tries to swim somewhere else, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, so my my song off this is just the the first track, um, "See No Evil." Very good by uh, Television. So it still has a, like, yeah, of course, it's a fresh sound to me because I haven't heard a lot of it, but just generally it, it doesn't sound dated. Nice. Yeah, I can't say I'm a big fan of the singer's voice, but, you know, as a package, okay. I think it's fine. Hey, you, like fair, the, you, you like the singer's the package? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like everyone's package altogether. Oh, sorry. Right, right. Yes. The group package is attractive. Nice. The singer is a package by himself. Excellent. Right. I wonder what swimmers they'll wear. Hey, um, so what you're Don't saying, what you're saying, Lord L, is that that uh, you learned something from a previous uh, Lords of Loud episode? No, no. I'd already heard that song before <laughs> Lord Kev played it, but it was a nice kickoff to to uh, listening to the entire album. That's where you, you say. I- that's where you say you learned something from a Lords of Loud episode. Sorry. What I, what I if I was going is, to learn anything from a from a Lords of Loud episode, it probably would be from Lord Ben or Lord Kev. So, <laughs> what I love is that yeah. I always love that from Al. We always get a follow on from you, whether it's another song off the same album you mentioned the previous episode, <laughs> or whether it's something someone else brought up. There's a song that you've mm-hmm. now it's now one of your favourites from the next thing. It's yep. It's a great. It's a consistent theme that runs through the thing, and it's uh, it, can, it can happen. It can happen to us all, it, uh, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, that's excellent. So do yourself a favour. Get out and check out Television's Marquee Moon if you haven't already. A classic, classic album from the late 70s there. Excellent choice, Al. All right. And let's move yes. on to Best Baselines, Part Duas. And who wants to kick us off with one of their best baselines? Well, I will because I always do. Do you have to? And and tonight I'm going to make a bold statement and say that 
so that, that of the four of us, the quartet, I bring the funk, right? <laughs> oh, oh, you can have that. Awesome. You can sure. have funk. I bring the uh, funk, right? Sure. Yeah, I think that's that's between you and Al. Funk is brought. You bring some. I, I think it's. I think it's more of a funky smell. So. Oh, there you go. Sure. Mm. Well, I thought it was just your socks. But... So, so uh, if you get out so of the tonight, table, Lord Al, that smell will go away. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight, uh, can I present to you uh, from uh, Stevie Wonder's '76 album, "Songs in the Key of Life." I wish. Song for a, a song from the seventies. It's from Just the seventies. Well, okay. come on, the bird, you know, <laughs> funk, come on, the funk, the funk. So yes. let's have a listen oh. to that. Uh huh. So this is I wish I You can, do a, you can do a whole episode just on his, oh, his couldn't you? Whether it's with the that's right. I was about to say from his clavicle, <laughs> whether it's from his clavicle or you know an actual guitar. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, brilliant. any other bone of his body, really. So, <laughs> but but in in episode one, uh, I think I presented um, injuries hit me with the rhythm stick. Right, mm-hmm. which which is an '80s song, and you can go back to the '70s and go, well, that's where that sort of driving bass line, which is where the groove comes from. And again, mm-hmm. I bring the funk, I bring the groove. I think <laughs> I think you can see um, you can see its origins, you know, back with some of this funk stuff. Yeah. Yep. I think we had a we had a chat about bass lines last time about whether you know. What, what made it funk? Was it that choppy guitar or was it the bass? And we're all saying, oh, it's definitely the bass. And, yeah, that's a great example, definitely. Mm. Yeah. I oh, think Stevie yeah. Wonder played played all his, most of the instruments on that track. Right. Yeah. He made like, the cup of from tea, the... he swept the room out, you know, he, oh. <laughs> he painted it. Uh, he drove the drove the singles to to the distribution company. <laughs> that was a bit of a hairy ride. So. That was. <laughs> Not a lot of those singles made it. <laughs> um, that, was a nice, that was a nice choice, uh, Lord Brett. I had uh, I had considered another song off that album, but um, sure. but I went down a different different route in the end. So nice, nicely chosen. Thank you. All right, I'm going to jump in here and play a song by the Who. Uh, obviously, one of the great bass players of all time. There, uh, but this song. Not a great song, but I picked it because the bass, the whole song is basically about the bass. Like it's the only reason you would listen to the song is for the killer bass line. So this is Boris the Spider by The Who. Look, he's calling. 
Bass vocal there as well, just to add to the, to the song. Was was he singing? Was he? <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually his song. That's um, yeah, yeah, he wrote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Because um, yep, so. uh, when you talk about best bass lines, people often talk about his solo in My Generation. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and, and w- which is great, but it's not the song. It's just the solo is, is that is is it's an awesome bass solo. Um, but yeah, he really sort of uh, did something different there, didn't he? Oh, we want to find the brief here. Is that one? Oh, we, we saying, oh well, it's not a best baseline song if it's not the heart of the song and all this, you know? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think okay. I don't think you can get a solo as the best baseline. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got to take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna test that later on. But uh, I'll, I'll. I'll go straight ahead with. Um, with my theme, you know, I love a theme, and so I'm going to give you some post rock tonight. Um, a favorite favorite genre of mine. Um, I'm going to start off with um, band from Scotland. Another favorite theme of mine is Mogwai, and um, their song Tracy from their first album. Um, That'll be in the nineties, Sorry, Al. That'll be in the 90s, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I think 95. It couldn't be, oh. couldn't be more peak 90. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, 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 what they were known for in that first album, and they've moved away from it since to more electronica, although they're still, you know, <laughs> love the loud guitars and all that, was these melodic bass lines that really... Um, just sat in amongst a lot of atmospheric guitars and uh, they're really sort of exploring what a rock song was. Um, and uh, Tracy's a fantastic example of that. The first track on the first album has sort of a conversation, someone reading an album or their own review of Mogwai saying Mogwai sound like the stars, which is a fairly, you know, bold way <laughs> to introduce yourself. And then by this track, Tracy, there's a conversation laid in where uh, one of the one of the singers or, or the singer, sorry, or one of the band members describes a fight between a couple of the members to um, to their to their manager. Um, apart from everything else, um, really, really um, introducing uh, very new ideas into what a, what a rock song can be. So we're going to hear a bit of Tracy. Uh, don't, uh, we are on Skype, I should say, for our listener. Um, and so I don't always hear what you're hearing very well. But um, we're going to come in about um, two minutes or so into this song, I think. And hopefully we'll catch a, a bit of what that bass line is doing um, underneath on the song Tracy by Mogwai.
Sorry, Ben. I love the Ringo-esque drums on that one as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have we yeah, slipped in the best drum track and uh, <laughs> along the way, have we? So. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not. I guess peak bass playing. You know, you're not going to be talking about virtuoso stuff. I think what I was getting at with this one in particular uh, for a band that's best known for making a lot of guitar noise is that um, it's. Um, it's just a beautiful melody that they're, they're working around and uh, one of the quieter songs on the album. So this just drives all the way through. If you give it a full listen, I think it's about seven, nine minutes long, something like that. Um, it's just the atmospheric noises that add into it that t- start to tell this story. There's a couple of pieces of, of dialogue. Um, and, and amongst that, you've got this new band that are clearly trying to do something a bit different. So um, very special baseline, as far as I'm concerned. It's definitely yeah. new, isn't it? Like the mood, it's setting the mood there. That's that's what I saw in that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, they had an agenda, and um, and and yeah, a bit like a bit like you know, uh, New Order or something. There's a melody happening on there on that baseline, and they weren't shy of it. Very good. All right, Al, come on, let's do it. All right. Well, I've got something that will stand out a little bit more. Um. Slap you about the face. Um, so I went this this time. Last time I did the funk, I actually beat Brett to the funk. Uh, believe it or not, um, you know, someone's got to do it. I did it. Um, this. <laughs> this, this I just this. never hear the phrase "beat Brett to the funk." Again, <laughs> <laughs> to be careful. Especially what. Well, I mean, it's unlikely for either of us to do, have anything to do with the funk. If you look at us, um, but 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 it runs deep, Kev. It runs deep. <clears throat> but this time I went instead for uh, just distorted uh, distorted bass. That was my that was my oh, thing great. Awesome. for this episode. No, no, it's 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 all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, so so this one is uh, this one is hysteria uh, by Muse. Not Def Leppard. No. Playing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. The way I always looked at the baseline was that if if you took away the other uh, instruments, you should be able to go. Oh, it's that song. Yeah. So, and that's their sound, right? That that's you know that Muse's sound is that bass-driven chord change, right? Yeah, and, and you know, for that particular song, it's just pretty much all the way through. It's just repeating that. Uh, repeating that baseline, which 
that's probably a little exhausting on the fingers after a while. <laughs> um, but, but interestingly, like when Muse, I'm thinking round about when mm, that album came out or I don't, I'm not too up on my, my Muse uh, discography uh, dates, but uh, sometime around then when I first heard Muse, I was like, oh, wow, well, that's something different for Tom York. So, yeah, for, yeah. and uh, yes, it wasn't. So, <laughs> they got, when they first when they first launched, I know they got accused of being halfway between Radiohead and Coldplay, but yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear it I myself. I mean, apart from the singer, on them. yeah, it apart hurt, from the yeah. singer, that's that's it. But it's not unfair to say that that's basically a rip off of Army of Me by Björk. <laughs> if you to the bay, yeah, certainly that bay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. The, the but I mean, Matt, Matt Bellamy's a phenomenal uh, musician, and I, I think him, um, fair play if he's picked up that bass line and decided to do something a bit different with it. <laughs> it's it's, um, it's great. All righty. Back to you, Brett. What have you got for us next? Well, I think, uh, I think archaeologists in the future will decide who bought the funk first, Lord Al. <laughs> <laughs> when they're digging we're through the a, podcast, we're taking a bit, I've gone into a bit of a cul-de-sac here, lads. Um, let's uh, yeah. have Funk Wars as another um, <laughs> another episode, perhaps. With uh, Ben and I coming in a distant third and fourth. Anyway, so you can't you can't bring the funk without thinking about James Brown, oh, and great. and. Um, and so I was looking at looking through some of his tracks, and and there again, there's too many to um, uh, to choose from. Sex Machine is a big number. Uh, Papa's got a brand new bag is a big number. Where that where that bass really holds a uh, a space of its own in the mix, uh, and everything else sort of seems to dance around it, other than uh, James's voice. But I thought I'd get a little more modern than James Brown, Lord Al. I see as you're raising your eyebrows there. Um, I'm going to going to go to 1975. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, uh, Thank God, I'm glad we're still in the 70s. I was about to have to put right. a special yeah, bottle just... of uh, tequila I've been keeping here for. <laughs> That's right. Just step back a bit, but I thought it'd be interesting to to maybe look at a band who probably took that James Brown sound to the next level, and that's Parliament with uh, uh, Give Up the Funk from their 1975 album, uh, Mothership Connections. Classic, we're good. Very tasty. <laughs> I just love it when the whole family just starts singing together. It's like they're this gang of like 
you know, yeah, yeah. space traveling maniacs <laughs> <laughs> bringing funk to different planets. You know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, but you know, the bass is working well. And 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 and, and uh, you know, it's it's you you go back to that Paul McCartney style of it's all up, you know, right up there in the in the high register, rather than down all down the, in the bottom register. It's really quite quite fun. The lead bass. I'm glad you brought up Paul. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. take my drink. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's your Beatles mentioned for the episode. Everyone, cheers. Yep, done. <laughs> Very good. I thought we were talking Segway, Ben. Is that Segway into no, something new? No, I've, I've been very, very restrained tonight and I haven't uh, chosen any Paul or Beatles tracks. So uh, there you go. But my next one <laughs> is a classic either way. Uh, this is The Stranglers and Peaches. Had to have been built entirely around that baseline. He's <laughs> he's come in with that, and they've gone. All right, let's build something around it. Oh, I, I, I I especially love it because, uh, <laughs> like, I heard that song and then I introduced it to my kids, and now we all sing the baseline. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we're at when we're at the beaches, uh, or, or when we're or when we or when we see literal peaches, or when we see figurative peaches. So there are oh, multiple nice. opportunities to uh, do, 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 do. Very good. So it's, it's, it's got a special place in my heart, that one. But, it, but it's nice, isn't it, because it's not unlike Muse where, where you know there's some effects on that bass. What distorts this bass is they just push it right up in the mix and they probably just crudely mic this crappy old bass amp and, mm. um, and, and that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, don't, I just can't believe, like, when I first heard that song, because it went to, like, The Stranglers' Greatest Hits. I was like, oh, Golden Brown, you know, whew, love that song. Okay, Greatest Hits, Peaches. What the heck is going on? You know, that does not yeah, I think, make I think sense. Yeah, that's the journey that a lot of people go on, I think. You know, when it's one of those, you know, and there's probably an episode we could do on those the bands where, you, you know, you buy a Greatest Hits based on a... Uh, you know, based on one particular song that you really like, and that's a classic example. Yeah. You buy their greatest hits, and there is not another. <laughs> there is nothing else that sounds anything like Golden Brown on that yeah. album. You know, so they're just not that band, and it, like it's just crazy no. to think that Golden Brown came out of the same band. Yeah, a band of yeah. I mean, it's a proper baseline, isn't it? As well, it's like a proper. Yeah. Here we go. No messing around. Um, definitely. Um, 
uh, it's been hard for me to to not pick fall songs for that reason because that's <laughs> that's what they do is just mm, yeah. slam bass lines on and uh, and by the same token I've avoided picking lots of Smith stuff. Um, I'm going to round out with a uh, with another um, post rock one, um, and this is really this is where where I'm pushing the brief as to whether it's even a bass line. Um, it's definitely a bass sound and. It's not going to be easy for you guys to hear this on Zoom, but it's an incredible bass sound. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say is listen out for it. It's one note that comes in towards the beginning of their song, Glossily. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll, what we'll do is, um, it's a long song and it's hugely atmospheric. And when you've heard it and it's got an emotional you know, resonance for you, as it should do <laughs> if you like music, the first note of that bass line um, sets everything else up, and it just hits me like a, you know, like a ton of lead. It's every time I hear it, it's like here we go. This is you're going on a journey from this first note. Um, so yeah, what we might do is listen to the beginning of Glossily and then jump ahead maybe um, to sort of hear where that song gets to. That's to say, um, listen out for that first note, <laughs> get a sense of what the song does, and we'll jump into um, yeah how it's how it builds from there. So. Yeah, the journey of a, a bass note, perhaps into a bass line, but um, definitely a bass sound that won't be forgotten. Yeah. Who, who's the band? A Sigur Ross. And it's from 2005, Al. You'll be glad to hey, know. Hey, 2000s, hey. look at that. Can be done, Lord Brett. In the right millennium for once. <laughs> <laughs> well done, me. career that album it's just a great album all through but. yeah yeah I don't I don't know if you're a fan then it's 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 for me it's like that first note of that of the bass line and um, yeah. as I say the zoom thing isn't working so well that I can hear it but um yeah I hope it hope it hit home for you yeah it's fantastic best four right. note four best four notes I've heard all night Kev <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You know what? What is a best bass line? I think um, there's a sound to that one, and um, it's just doing a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Al. Charles, how it's done? All right. Well, 
like I said, my theme is distorted bass. So I've gone, like, I should point out, my songs are all from the 21st century. Muse was 2003. This next one, Fine China by Chris Brown, 2013. It's almost, oh, yeah. well, it's it's less than 10 years ago. How astounding is that? I think um, if you've got a golden tequila shot somewhere, you should be trying. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the time to take it. That's yep. right. Excellent. All right. Well, so what do you got for us here? Sorry? Fine, fine China, Chris Brown. Oh, okay. Just a note for the listeners that uh, Chris Brown will be appearing on our show about, you know, should we be able to enjoy their music after they're separating their <laughs> yes. private lives with the musical? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. If we don't get yeah, it, does, uh, it doesn't leave a good taste. But um, no, the other question I've got is that was that an actual baseline of his or is that a sample? For, from what I understand, um, it. It sounds like somebody. Uh, you can it sounds like it. somebody recorded most most of that bassline like fresh for for that song, but then it got chopped up a little bit. Okay. Um, right. Like that's that's not my opinion. That was someone else's that I I read because there were all these bass players sitting around going, you know, what, what's the actual what's actually going on? Is it a real bass? Is it you know a, a sample from something? Is it yeah? So. I think the the conclusion by somebody who knew these things was that it sounded like it'd been chopped up a little bit. It just didn't have the, uh, the, the 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 fluid nature of a real bass. So it was yeah. a real bass that was made to sound like a sample. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tricky. A reverse sample, I like it. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> there we go. Excellent. All right. Uh right, Brett, what have you got for us next? Sure. Well, I'm going to shock everyone and bring us into uh, uh, the current current times, uh, 1993. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But but here's a band. Here's a band within 30 years. It, I like it. That, that's right. Here's a band that was just drums, bass, saxophone. If that isn't the perfect, oh, the perfect threesome. If that isn't your wet dream. Right? I don't know what is. That's right. So, so the the bass guitar is the chords and the driving rhythm. Uh, it's all there. So I'm talking about Morphine, of course, um, who who um, uh, started releasing albums in the early '90s. Unfortunately, uh, uh, finished all up at the end of the '90s when the lead singer died from a heart attack. Um, 
But Orphan. what an awesome, what an awesome driving sound these guys had. Uh, the sax player uh, uh, Collie used to he used to play the baritone sax. He used to play the bass sax, and he used to do that that um, uh, uh, injury the blockhead thing. He used to play two saxes every now and then. Um, but what a great it's his nose! There's no mean feet. There you go. What what a great sound. So uh, uh, in Australia. Uh, Thursday, so I'm talking about um, um, uh, the 93 album Cure for Pain in Australia. Thursday was the big hit, uh, but for me uh, there's a song called Buena, which means good, um, which is the song is good, uh, which which starts off with a, with a better uh, bass uh, driving melody. So let's have a listen to that one. sax for me (laughs) (laughs) but what's really cool about it is is uh that it is a it is a bass their sound is bass Uh, often they'll use you know a a treble sound uh, and they'll they'll build to a treble sound but it always sits back in that groove and even his voice follows you know it's it's not a high-pitched you know, melodic singer. It's really just laid back, gravelly, and it, yeah, it's a, it's such a great sound. It's such a shame that we didn't get to hear for it for too long. I can only listen to morphine in small doses. I found though, yeah, I, because it is so uh, so much in the put, low frequencies. It, does it put you to sleep? No, no, it doesn't put me to sleep. It's just all the low frequencies. It gets a bit, it gets a bit draining after a while. Sure. Like I, I want, I want the high frequency stuff to come in. Mm-hmm. You start sure. listening to too much morphine and it leads on to other things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's the gateway drug to more morphine. So. That's right. <laughs> okay, my next one. Uh, this is not a certainly not a song that you would associate normally with a you know some fantastic baseline, but uh, lately I've been listening to this a bit, and it's it's something. It's sort of a, it's one of those uh, hidden gems of a baseline. I, I really particularly like it. Uh, this is. Butterfly collected by the jam. Uh, and yeah, have a listen, see what you reckon. So you finally got what you wanted. You've achieved your aim by making the walking lame. And when you just can't get any higher, your senses to suss out the sweet climber and the small fame that you've acquired has brought you into cult status but to me you're still a collector
There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a prominent bass line, but it, I don't know, it just does something to that song. It just, uh, yeah. just when the chorus sort of kicks in there. And I think we talked about that when we did uh, Bass Bass Lanes Part 1. Not best of the best, but basically best bass lines part one. Uh, we talked about three PCs and how that bass player had to be, um, you know, proper musician or something. Well, so <laughs> like, yeah, so <laughs> song and more melodic than than a yeah, than sort of hiding in the background and just holding down the, you know, the whatever the bass note, so to speak. I'm pretty sure that um, was it Bruce Foxton. I think he he tours now. Bruce Foxton in the jams, so he. he He's the one touring the jam stuff. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, you know, and, and that says as much as anything else about mm-hmm. how uh, integral he was to their uh, sound. Yeah, the three pieces. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kev, you got another one there to throw in? I do have, um, and you know, I was working a theme before, and um, I was avoiding certain um, bands, and um, so at that, I'm going back to the fall. I'm going to throw in blindness, <laughs> some late stage fall, some. Millennial fall, um, and this is um, again. It's again. It's to do with the sound of the bass, um, and um, yeah, I think you have to hear it and fear it, really. All right, here we go. It's just, it's like you're standing in the front row and the bass player is actually hitting you with the bass guitar (laughs) repeatedly. It's just smash, bang, 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 bang. Wow. Using your spectrum. But on top of of that, someone's someone's brought their drunk uncle along (laughs) and he's managed to get on stage and grab the microphone. Yeah. It's like, I got something to tell all of you and you're just going to shut up and listen. <laughs> Believe it or not, was- the, first, the first line in that song is "I was walking in a street." Uh. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> exactly, you know, it launches in as if to prove your point um, that it's you know the lamest opening line. Um, yeah, but you know, and, and horribly out of out of key um, little bits of organ in there as well. <laughs> um, but you, you can take my word for it; that bass line does not stop. Um, Hmm. Until it, until it's done, and done <laughs> seven, seven minutes. Until later. you're done, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but that was a very special moment for me on Zoom, just watching all of you guys in these troubled times, being forced to listen to the fucking <laughs> 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 so unfortunately. <laughs> I saw some heads nodding. I saw some heads. Yeah. It was good. I'll, it was get, good. I'll get you in the end. Yeah, the start, yeah. Of it, the start of it sounded like their take on a Doctor Who theme or something. <laughs> kind of did, yeah. All right, Al, bring us home. All right. Uh, this one 
2015. Woo, do I win the prize? Um, this is Tame Impala and The Less I Know. Um, again, distorted bass, quite distinctive. That's just how I roll. song great choice i think it's i think it's really hard like just looking at the three songs that i've chosen like the baseline pretty much goes all the way through and because it is such a distinctive baseline it's i guess it must put the rest of the uh, instruments in an awkward position like they, they become they have to step back a fair bit to let the bass do its thing but ultimately they all have singing over the top at some stage so it needs to be played fairly carefully to uh, to let the singer do their their bit, even if the rest of the instruments just pull back. The bass line is doing a very unusual couple of things. Those kind of little kind of noises, mm. they really catch your ear. You know, they, yeah. they make their own space. Um, yeah, and and I think uh, I think the guy's called Kevin, right? And he's a multi instrumentalist, so you've got that lack of ego. It's not like oh, <laughs> you know, like he's able to. Say, well, this, uh, yeah, well, it's all him. I don't like a vehicle, but um, it's all me. Uh, <laughs> but he's off to a good start, called Kevin. Personality disorder. <laughs> 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 Might as well just get stumped at boss. That's right. <laughs> all righty. Well, that's excellent. Some great choices there, guys. And uh, I'd encourage everybody to get onto our Spotify playlists and check out the full length of all those tracks. Yeah. There. What else are you going to do? You're locked down. It's COVID right. everywhere. Yep. You know, absolutely. Spend a, spend an hour or two going through the playlist. Yep, some great stuff. Makes yeah. a great uh, workday playlist. Working from home, crank your stereo up. Um, while you're there, jump onto our website, lordsofloud.com. Buy yourself some of the great merch that's on there. Oh, we're selling out so fast. You're really going to have to uh, get in there. Worldwide, Ben. We're selling worldwide now. Worldwide, yeah, absolutely. Worldwide <laughs> on there. Uh, get on our socials and uh, tell us some of the great baselines that we've missed out on that may appear on future episodes. We're going to have to definitely do it again. There's just too many to get yes. from. I was going to say, I thought that was it. I thought we were done now. No, 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 we've got at least a dozen more shows in this. We'll milk this. We'll milk this for all it's worth. Sure, sure. Oh, you'll end up in the fall if you're not careful. (laughs) But of course, most of all, uh, join us next time on the Lords of Loud. Lords of Loud is recorded at Zip Studios and proudly distributed as part of the Zenith Command Network. 